Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, good evening, and, and welcome to Reboot Radio. I am your host, Anthony Maraca, and uh, this is actually the premiere um, edition of Reboot Radio. Um, it's kind of a little funny story, actually, too, how this all kind of came about. I had a, it was originally going to be me and another co-host. Things kind of happened here in the, in the 11th hour. Um, I kind of was, you know, wondering if I should move on with this or not. Um, and I, I actually was talking to who is going to be my interview tonight, Melissa, and uh, I'm uh, become friends with her, who's an amazing medium, and we'll bring her on here in a couple of me- minutes. But after talking to her, um, really about kind of just you know giving me a little nudge to try to do this um, by myself, and potentially maybe she will become um, do some co-hosting with me on some some issues. But let me just give you real quick too the vision and why does a medium call his show Reboot? Um, Really the vision behind it was I've gone through a lot of struggles in life um, to get me to where I am today, all good, some bad, but again, they've all gotten me to where I am. And uh, when me and one of my friends were were talking, who's another psychic medium as well, were talking about um, issues and blocks and things that have come up in life, um, one of the things what we were talking about is kind of having like a reboot, like literally when you... You know, when your computer gets so crazy, you know, what happens and it freezes up, usually you shut it off or you turn it off and you kind of reboot the computer. And that's really where this all kind of came about. Um, and my vision for the show is is to be an inspirational psychic medium show, if there is such a thing. Um, there probably is. I'm sure there's a lot of shows on, on Broad Talk, but... Um, when I say that is, for me, self-development has always been kind of a big thing for me besides my mediumship and kind of peeling back the layers of the onion to see where, uh, what makes me move and some fears, blocks, and stuff like that that's come up. So really, I've always been inspired by spirit. I've always been inspired by my guides when I started to really develop a personal relationship with them. Um, it, most people that knew me five to six years ago would say I'm not the same person that I am today. Um, and, and that's really where one of the things, that's why I said the division comes from an inspirational mediumship show. Yes, we'll take calls. Yes, we'll do free readings. Yes, we'll try to connect people with loved ones. But also, too, is I wanted to find guests that, are, um, that have gone through struggles. Or when I interview them on, on the air, I want to talk about some of their struggles, not just all the good things. You always hear about all these good things that are happening, but I want to know personally you know, what were some of their blocks? What were some of their fears? Um, you know, when they almost gave up, but then they decided to push forward no matter what kind of a thing and, and really brought them to where they are now. Um, and that's really where hopefully I'll, I'll, you know, hold the vision of this show um, and in, in, in times to come, really try to get and talk to our, ho- uh, you know, our co-hosts or who, who's going to be special co-hosting or, or who's going to be the actual interview person, um, and really get down to, you know, some of that deep, gritty stuff and the fears and their blocks and how how they really move forward, what's holding them back, what do they see in themselves, that kind of stuff. And and that's why I say I want it to be an inspirational um, kind of a, a radio show. But that really brings me up, you know, to a point where I, I want to bring on Melissa Kubias, um, and she is an internationally uh, known psychic medium from New York. She's had the ability to connect with spirits since childhood. 
uh, and is presently a certified advisor for the Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development. Melissa is also a spiritual medium and uh, consultant for many well-known paranormal research groups. One of the most memorable moments of her journey was actually being asked to deliver spirit messages at the world-famous inspirational Stump in Lilydale. So she, she currently does do in-person readings, gallery events, and group readings, both locally and internationally. Um, and you could also join her live. She does have a, a show right here Thursday nights as she hosts her bi-weekly radio show, Wide Awake, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, she also feels very honored to be a voice for the spirit world and grateful to be able to connect with your loved ones that have passed. For more information, and this is really where you want to get a, a pen and paper out, check her out on her website. Her website is www.mc, M as in Mary, C as in Charlie, medium.com, or follow her Facebook page, Light as a Feather, Melissa C. Medium. Without further ado, I just want to bring on Melissa Kubias. Thank you, Melissa. Anthony. I am so excited to be here with you. And I'm so honored that you would have me as your first guest. So thank you. Thank you for, for, for saying yes and one being the first guest for the for the premiere episode. You know, it's so funny too because I was thinking about this before, like I've gotten to know you, and I'm sure there's a lot more to get to know of you, but, you know, I've had this, some experiences with you personally, and I think you're just an amazing woman, um, very connected to spirit, um, really um, humble as well as, as far as your ability and your gift. So I'm just honored, again, to bring you on and really get to interview you um, and kind of, you know, ask some questions and kind of like what I was saying earlier about some of the things and fears and blocks you kind of dealt with in your path. Um, but I guess, too, I would say the first question I would have for you is how did you really come to the path? It's interesting you ask that because um, I actually feel like I had quite a bit of experience. I grew up in Brooklyn, um, hence the accent. But uh, I grew up in Brooklyn, and as a kid, I used to um, it's probably about the height of the crib, the top of the crib, and I used to hang on to the edge and peek over, and I would actually watch this this shadow of a man um, kind of pace back and forth in my hallway. And as a kid, you know, you have no fear because it's, you don't know what it is, and it didn't really create anything that was, you know, scary to me at the time. And um, And I just always remember throughout my life just having, you know, these little things happen and seeing these things out of the corner of my eye. And I was about three and a half, I would say, that um, was a really pivotal moment for me um, in my life and my spiritual journey. I was a talker, as you know, Anthony, I can talk. <laughs> but <laughs> I was about three and a half. And um, I actually was on a plane coming home from California. And uh, I had a relationship with this woman. Um, she was actually our neighbor. Her name was Lily. And uh, I just loved her. There was something about her. And I understand as an adult there was a soul connection between the two of us. And um, I had woken up on the plane and I started freaking out. And I was never one to, like, freak out or cry and scream and stuff. So my mom totally freaked out and was like, what's going on? And I just looked out the window and I said to her, is that heaven? And I pointed to the clouds. And she was like, what do you mean? 
you know, because what does a three-and-a-half-year-old know from, from the word heaven? Um, and she just said, why? And I said, because Lily is in heaven. And she's like, no, she's not. You know, she's home. You'll get to see her. Sure enough, um, I saw her sitting next to us, clear as day. And um, we found out about two hours later when my dad picked us up at the airport that she had, in fact, passed uh, about three hours prior um, to me seeing her. But the interesting thing was is the delay and the time difference would have placed her um, with me uh, almost immediately after she crossed. And I know it was her way of letting me know that she was okay. So I, I think that was where it, where it all began. <laughs> wow. And that was at, yeah. what, three and a half, you said? That was three and a half, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's one of those stories yeah. my mom will tell a hundred times, but yes. <laughs> from from there, though, it, it, I mean, it obviously, as a, as a child, I mean, you probably had more experiences like that. Then did it did it leave you? Did it always stay with you? I think um, I think an element of it always remains with us, whether we acknowledge it or not. And I think for mm-hmm. me, um, you know, growing up and kind of wanting to be cool and, you know, you go through all those phases where you're like a teenager and, you know, you want to do the cool thing. And none of my other friends had this gift and nobody really, you know, understood how I knew that so-and-so wasn't going to be in school that day or you know, we could cut class because our teacher's going to be absent. And, you know, they just always kind of knew me to be that way but never understood how or why. And um, I think I shut it off for, for pretty much my teens, I want to say. Um, and then at uh, 17, I was actually driving home. It was Halloween, which is my favorite holiday. But um, ironically enough, we were driving home and I was driving. Um, and a car a drunk driver actually came flying down and um, before I knew it, he had hit uh, the back of my car and spun it around twice and we were actually facing the opposite direction from where we were we were headed. And um, I, I remember clear as day, you know, looking behind me and wanting to make sure that my friends were okay and seeing um, quite a few of them in the back and they were actually unconscious. And I remember thinking in that moment, oh, my God, like, I killed my friends because they weren't responding. The window had shattered. You know, there was blood. And, and I remember one by one taking them out of the car and placing them on the grass and just praying to God, like, please let them be okay. Please let them be okay. Like, I will appreciate my gifts. I will do anything. I will serve. You know, you kind of give up and surrender everything. Um, just to know mm. that they're okay. And thank God um, they're all perfectly well and perfectly fine today. Um, but that moment, I think, for me, um, was one of those moments in life where, you know, it kind of just, it, it really snaps you, you know, for a loop, but it it puts you, it kind of kicks you in the butt of, you know, where you really need to be and what your purpose is. And, I think in that moment for me, it was like, okay, I appreciate what life is, and I appreciate how quickly it can be taken away. So, you know, that that appreciation for life, I think, really um, kind of jump-started me um, in using my ability. 
you know, and I still hesitated and stuff, but I, I was a lot more open, and I think I was a lot more accepting. And that's, I think, the key word for me with that is accepting, um, you know, what I had been given and ultimately what I had agreed to um, before coming here. And uh, I always knew I had a bigger purpose or a, a higher purpose, but, you know, I never knew what it was. I just accepted that that was who I was. It was quirky and thankfully I was always funny, you know, and I kind of got away with things, but, but yeah, so that, that really kind of, um, I think was a transitional moment for me, um, in doing this work. Yeah. So, uh, and what, what age was that at again? You say in your twenties? I actually, I was 17. Okay. 17. 17. And, and then from there, I mean, Eventually, I understand that you you knew you had this ability. You knew that this was you know you've surrendered. You've you know given yourself and talked to God about it. But where did where did your real development, I say, start? You know, it, it's funny because everybody always um, you know asks me, well, how do you know how to do this stuff? Or how do you you know did you read something? Did you? I I have to say that. As much as I've had a phenomenal, phenomenal teacher, um, she always says that she's never taught me how to be a medium. She's always just given me the courage um, to be a medium and to step into my purpose. And I have to say that, for me, it was building a relationship with my guides um, and really learning from spirit, you know, and, and communicating with them and saying, like, I want to know more please give me more, teach me more, show me more, you know. It's a, being very open, I think, and, you know, really, um, and you know how they say when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So I think I exhausted, you know, Spirit was probably like, really, Melissa? Like, again, you know, we got to give you this lesson again? Or, so I think um, eventually, you know, as much as I still learn from Spirit, I think, you know, I was ready as the student, and and then the teacher appeared. And for me, um, you know, as many of you know, Lisa Williams has been um, a phenomenal blessing uh, in my life. And she's one of my dearest, dearest friends. And, um, you know, inadvertently a client of mine, um, I'm an artist by trade, and a client of mine bought us um, tickets to a show. And this was uh, actually right before, you know, she had started her show on TV, um, with Moon the Dead. And um, we got to meet her afterward, and she just looked at me and said, like, just shook her head. And I knew what she was going to say, but I, I didn't want to accept it, you know. She's stubborn at times. I'm still stubborn at times. But she just said to me, when are you going to, like, really, really? And I'm just, like, you know, playing dumb. And she's like, when are you going to actually use this ability? You know, and for me, that moment it was like, okay, so somebody else recognizes it, you know? Somebody else sees it in me. It's not just me and my friends and having fun anymore, you know? It's acknowledged by, by somebody who is very much an integral part of this field and who I respect very much. So I think um, at that point, it was just really she came into my life and just kind of jump-started the courage um, that it took for me to really step into, you know, my my purpose. And I still fight. I'm not going to lie. I still fight it sometimes because I think doing something that's so, um, that involves so much trust 
and I know, Anthony, you could appreciate this, you know, trusting um, what we receive from spirit, trusting ourselves, you know, that there's always going to be an element of, you know, really? Is that really what I what I feel? Is that really what I heard? But, you know, it's, it's really trusting ourselves and, and believing that, you know, we've been given this for a purpose and we do have the power to change people's lives and, you know, ultimately it's, it's that that drives me, I think, every day. Um, the the power to help people is a lot stronger than, than the fear that is present. So ultimately I think that, that little desire to help and the, the kick in the butt, you know, is really what propels me forward and, and keeps me present, you know, keeps me grounded. I just love what you. I mean, I love what you just had to say. What, I, I, I need to write that down. I don't even know if you remember what you just said. The power to help <laughs> people don't. was greater than the fear. What, what, do you remember what you just said? I, you know, it's funny. I, I channel a lot, you know, of through my higher self when I work. And before coming onto your show, um, just as you had set the intention for your show, I had set the intention um, that I was going to trust that what I received tonight. Uh, as you interviewed me, you know the words that I received and and what I what I chose to share um, would mm. be for the highest good of all involved. And I set yeah. that intention out. So, so if I'm being really honest, I probably remember you know uh, some elements to it, but um, but I, I do know because I do live by it every day um, that my desire to help people is is a lot stronger than the fear. Um, that I have. So it always wins. <laughs> In the end, it always wins. Yeah. Well, the good news is that I can go back and actually listen to this tomorrow and get what you there just you said. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was awesome. absolutely phenomenal. You know, it's something that I need to write down and, and constantly look at, you know, because it's the same thing. I mean, like you said before, I know you can appreciate this. It's scary. It's scary going into a demonstration. I know, I, you know, I talked to you Two or three weeks ago, I demonstrated last Friday night for a small, intimate group of 15 who were friends with some of family members of mine that I didn't know, but that's even more scary because now, mm-hmm. you know, um, I feel like, you know, God forbid, if it, you know, my, they're not there or, you know, the self-doubt comes up and, you know, then all of a sudden they're friends with my family. They're going to tell my family I'm really not, you know what I mean, that whole story that we play yeah. in our head. And so it really is trusting and surrendering. And you kind of helped me that one night to talk, you know, and just talking to you about it for an hour and 15 minutes on the phone. And, and therefore, I went and did the demonstration. And I remember saying to my guides before, like, just please, you know, I'll get a tattoo on my wrist. On one wrist, trust. And on the other wrist, surrender. You know, if this, mm-hmm. if this event, you know what I mean, goes well. And it, you know what? It was amazing. It was it was absolutely amazing. You know, spirit showed yeah. up. It was you know, we're evidential mediums, you know what I mean? So there was a lot of evidence that was presented so the person can't say or, you know what I mean, any of that. And it was just a really great demonstration. And I left there and I felt great. And I was like, okay, I, I really should probably, I should go get it, not for my guides, but for myself because I, I constantly need to be reminded to really trust and surrender. And, you know, and that, that kind of brings me up to one of my questions for you really what was, I mean, what do you think some of your biggest challenges, I know about, you said about trusting and surrendering, but what do you think some of your biggest challenges were leading up to where you are right now? Hmm. How long is this show? 
No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'd be here all night with that one. But uh, it's interesting. I, I think, like, going back as far as, as childhood, you know, um, uh, being the only one, you know, as much as uh, my grandmother was an extremely um, amazing, intuitive she was in Spain, and, you know, my dad was born and raised there, didn't come here till he was, you know, in his teens. Um, and in Spain, anything along these lines, anything out of the, the ordinary, you know, is considered to be witchcraft, is considered to be like, you know, a, you're literally labeled a gypsy. Um, so I think that kind of set the tone um, that my family kind of felt that that was. So I think, you know, I was placed into a, a Catholic school where, you know, you're kind of, and I'm not against, um, I'm not against religion in any sense, by any means, because I'll be honest with you, you know, everything, every experience that I've had, um, including my experiences in Catholic school, um, have made me who I am today. So, you know, I'm not putting down religion by any means, um, because being in Catholic school, as much as, you know, I, well, I'm learning and I'm growing, I'm also receiving, and it's very funny because um, I'll share a really quick story. I got put in the principal's office, and my mom got called the whole nine yards because I was actually arguing with the nun um, about a story from the Bible. I'd never read the story, but Spirit was standing in front of me and telling me she was wrong. So I proceeded to tell her she was wrong. And... I believe so much what Spirit was telling me and the story about how, you know, the actual story played out and that her interpretation of it was incorrect, that I, I stood my ground. And I was like sick. So you could imagine um, the uproar that that caused. Um, but I got put in the principal's office and my mom had to come and, you know, I explained to her how, you know, the, <laughs> I had heard one thing and the teacher was saying something else. And, you know, and she was like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't go around saying what you feel and expressing those things like that. So I think that kind of set a, a tone and, you know, really pushed me um, to kind of conceal um, my ability or kind of just blend in with everybody else and not be that voice that was different. Um, and, you know, in, in Catholic school, they kind of aren't necessarily supportive of things like this. Um, but what I will tell you and, and what I did gain from that experience is um, no matter how big or how small, it it created a belief system within me that there is something so much bigger and so much larger than us. You know, and whatever somebody refers to that, that being as is not right, it's not wrong, it's, it's you know, it relates to your life. It relates to to your faith. And as much as that was a very large struggle for me, because it, it wasn't necessarily what I felt my truth was, um, and it wasn't what spirit was, you know, expressing to me at the time, um, it gave me such a great appreciation of faith um, and what it was to have faith and what it was to have a figure, you know, or a, a being um, that was just so much more powerful than than us in the physical. So I think that for me was a very big challenge. Um, and I'll be really honest with you. I think another really big challenge, and it sounds, you know, it's funny, but I think coming out of the closet as a medium, 
because you've lived your life for so long as, a, you know, an individual with these friends and this life and you've created all these things. And then it's like, do I, do I let on to that other part of me? You know, do I accept it? Am I willing enough to stand in it so firmly that I can put it out there and be scrutinized for it, be judged for it, and it not affect who I am? So I think coming out of the closet as a as a psychic medium um, was a very large challenge. And, you know, there will always be people who don't support what we do, you know. Um, and I send them love anyway. You know, not everybody is going to mm. believe, not everybody's open, and that's what creates, you know, the world that we live in and the individualism of, of you know, different people and different groups. And, you know, it's, it all plays a role, you know, but I think really um, coming out of the closet with it and um, actually claiming it, you know, really claiming it as my own because it took me a very long time to say, you know, my name is Melissa, and I am a psychic medium. You know, and it comes easily today because I know that it, it's 100% my truth. I feel it with 100% of every fiber in my being, you know. But at, at mm-hmm. times, especially being younger, you know, you don't have that that kind of courage. You don't have that, you know, that power that you have, I think, that comes with experiences and comes with time and comes with life, you know. So I think the label, actually, you know, accepting the label um, was definitely challenging for me. Did you you lose friends? Did you lose any, do you feel as you maybe lost any friends along your, you know, why you started to develop or, I don't think that you lost family members, but did you feel like, you know, things really changed for you maybe because your own energy shifted? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, if there's anything that I can say to that is the people who remain in your life are there for a reason. And they support and they resonate at the same energetic vibration, regardless if they have a gift or not. They resonate in some kind of positivity. And that vibration with your vibration connects. Um, I've noticed absolutely that throughout my journey and especially um, in coming out as a medium, it definitely shifted a lot. Um, And, you know, there was friends who kind of were like, we knew that, you know, we knew it this whole time and they were like, finally, you're accepting, you know, finally, like we can support you in this. And and then there was people who kind of were like, you know, that it created a lot of, of, you know, I hate to say this word, but it created a lot of jealousy. Um, you know, because I think when people get recognized for something that they're good at, um, it naturally creates jealousy in the people who aren't doing their purpose or who want to be doing their purpose um, but don't know how. You know, so it comes out in the wrong ways. It becomes jealousy. It's, you know, um, as Lydia said, you know, you have to stand in your truth. That's absolutely amen, girl. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely did. And, you know, at the time, Anthony, I'm going to be honest, it, it was hurtful because I'm like, well, some of these people I've known since, you know, forever. And, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, that's my BFFFFFL, you know, and it's like all of a sudden they're not in your life anymore. So looking back, um, in retrospect, looking back at it, I see 
the ways that I was influenced or I see the way that their life has gone and my life has gone. And it's not right or wrong, you know. It's just that their energy does not support um, the vibration that, you know, I'm choosing to remain in. So, you know, and I wish them well. And I, I really, you know, hope that they find something that they're so passionate about um, that they're willing to stand in the way that I have. You know, and that's the only thing I can wish for them. And, you know, I send them love, but I really hope that they they truly find something um, that they can find as much passion in. Mm. But, yeah, I think it, I think it naturally happens. Yeah. I think, you know, I, and, it's, you know, it's the same for me, too, as well. That, that's why I think I asked you that question, just because I know for me, um, I don't know, about two or three years ago, I, I did lose um, a lot of friends when I started to develop, just because either they didn't believe in it or maybe they thought I was a kook or, you know what I mean, and, and something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just noticed that. And it's funny because as it happened, though, I I got the message from my guides, you know, not through hearing them or, you know, feeling it or seeing it, by opening up a book actually one day and the whole thing was about, like a paragraph or two about, you know, when you when you start to develop, you know, you will lose friends. It's just it's just a natural thing because you're shifting your energy, you know, and so that vibration yeah. is not that same vibrational kind of match anymore. And you know, I, I still I have love for them and I hope the best for them. But and like you said, I guess the, the people that remain in your life are really, you know, they're there for a reason. And those are I don't want to say your true friends. It's just I don't know. I guess you have more in common with them, or you're a better vibrational match per se. Yeah, and you know what the interesting thing is, um, and I'm sure you you feel this way, and I'm curious to see what you feel about this. I find that for every single um, person that has left my life, somebody has entered. And it's almost like, okay, this is, you know, my purpose, this is my intention. I'm almost releasing things that don't support it, but in return, I'm gaining these beautiful people who completely embrace it, who completely support me, who we have this beautiful equal exchange of energy, equal support for each other, you know, and and they're really genuinely um, wanting, you know, me to have what is for my highest good. So so it's amazing how, you know, for everyone that leaves, there's always somebody um, who comes in, you know, and it's kind of like that evolution of of the way that things happen with the seasons and the, you know, it's kind of that whole process of evolution. And I think as we, we grow and our energy grows and vibrates, you know, at a higher level and resonates differently, you know, we can attract that back and, and we gain, you know, people who do support that, who do resonate at that level. So do you feel like that's happened for you too? Yeah. I mean, I think absolutely. Um, at first, though, I think there was a little lull there. Um, as as I started to drop friends, at per se, and I, f- I feel like, you know, there's even been times I know now even, too, like, you know, people would say I'm so serious or I don't have fun anymore. you gotta, you got to understand something, and I know you know this about me, but some of the listeners probably don't. I was a nightclub bartender, you know, and we're, you know, I'm right in New Jersey, 20 minutes outside Manhattan, so in a very, you know, a thousand, two thousand people in a nightclub, very fast paced environment. And here I am, you know, I was just at a low point in my life and, and switched over to, 
you know, praying to God, which I believe what is God, um, uh, you know, a, a higher energy, a source, whatever you want to call it, spirit, the universe, um, and just asking for help and, and completely having this path be kind of set out in front of me through a weird synchronistic event. But So here, the reason why I tell you that is I had to give you that background to going from nightclub party kid, I'd get out at 3, 4 a.m. from the bar, come home, change, drive to Manhattan to go to a club and walk out at 9 a.m. to spiritual medium, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yes. talking to, you know, loved ones on the other side or dead people. Um, and it's like a complete reverse. So then I've had people say, well, you know, you're too serious now and stuff like that. But, you know, we were talking briefly the other night on the phone, and, you know, and you kind of said it back to me. And almost like, it almost echoed back because I felt like it was almost an answer coming from one of my guides about it too. I'm passionate about this. I'm serious about this. Yeah. I want to help be that open conduit. I want to help, you know, uh, not heal the person because we don't do the healing, but just to be that open conduit to receive the messages, to, to you know, to give them, these people these messages, and hopefully that helps them starting healing process for themselves or whatnot. And so, yeah, I am serious about that. And, yeah, I, I, I'm in such a beginning st- – I mean, I think we'll always be developing, but I, I think um, – I think I'm in such a beginning stage of that still to be able to really, truly give back. And, you know, so I am going to take my life seriously right now, you know. So, I, you know, and then all of a sudden, yeah. it, it's funny. It's funny because then the shift came when, you know, getting to meet you in Chicago and being out there with 29 other mediums, you know, how I met Melissa, who I'll call MC, by the way. Um, MC <laughs> was in Chicago, and um, I, I got to study with um, Lisa Williams. And MC was there as a, a, a tutor, per se, and, you know, we, we kind of connected right away, and it was so interesting because then I asked her to pick her brain one night, and, we, you know, we walked out. It was very parallel uh, similarities within our lives. And, uh, and, and, you know, and from leaving there, then that was my, uh, I guess what you were asking, like that's where I see a lot of new friends came in. You know what I mean? The connections of being surrounded by other mediums, other healers, um, and from that, I've come home, and the people that live in the area, I've gone to, you know, uh, the Journey Within spiritualist churches or seeing other mediums uh, together. And, and so we, we're starting to bind that. And even people that are across the country, like Lydia and, and, and Celeste and other people, uh, you know, I, I can't name them all, Josh and Lindsay and everyone else. Like, I stay in touch with them, and it's so good to feel so supported. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it it brings up a good point, Anthony, because, you know, I I firmly believe that um, family is is made up or it's comprised of of people that that we choose. You know, they don't have to be blood relatives per se. They don't have to be genetically, you know, connected to us. You know, and I feel like I've been so fortunate to have people in my life, you know, who... I would consider like family to me, you know, and it, it's kind of like what we know to be like a soul family. Um, and it's amazing how, you know, when we grow and we open those doors, those people do come in and they do become like our support and they do become, and not saying that our own families, you know, don't don't support us or don't love us, um, because I know you have a beautiful, amazing wife who is, completely supportive and I, I just love I love 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 the relationship that the two of you have. Um 
but we, you know, sometimes, you know, family isn't necessarily who we, you know, who we call aunt, uncle, mom, dad, you know, or brother mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, you know, I think it's it's actually who we attract into our lives and we create a family of sorts. So it's it's interesting, but, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, and, and, you know, I do have to give a shout-out to my wife (laughs) just because it's (laughs) so funny when you say that. It's so funny when you say that because, you know, she's been my biggest support to this whole thing and and in my times of self-doubt. I mean, there's been times literally that I've wanted to turn around and say, you know what, this is too hard. I think that's one of the things, too. I I don't know. For me, um, mediumship is not easy. You know, it's Mm. it's really not. It's, It's... uh, it's a. I, I always say. I think I, I picked the one of the hardest jobs. You know what I mean? Because it's a it's a blind faith, really, and it's that trust and 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 nothing, and that they're going to be there every time they're showing up. But I remember walking through uh, Manhattan one night with a bunch of friends. This is before I, I met my wife, and I was talking to one of my good friends. Actually, she was a partner of of the spiritual magazine I had, and um, we were talking just about dating and stuff like that. And I and I said to her. You know, it's a little different. I mean, how how do I just how, how do you find someone and just tell them, yeah, you know, I talk to dead people. Mhm. And they're accepting of that, and they don't want to turn around and run the other way at first. You know what I mean? And and so yes. interesting how Lauren was brought right into my. You know, it's just like this divine synchronistic event. You know, and and she was there. You know, and she brought in a lot of support and a lot of love, and, and you know that relationship has grown mutually in, in that way. So. I do have to thank her for that as well. Yeah. Um, I, I got another, you know, I do, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I said it was just it was just such a pleasure meeting her and, and getting to see you guys, you know, interact and the love that you have for each other and the support, you know, because not everybody has that, that kind of relationship. So I really, I think it's such a great example you guys set. But I'm sorry, I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Um let me ask you, at this point right now, I know you said you, you do deal with, you know, you've dealt with stuff and, you know, kind of blocked it or whatnot. Could you actually see yourself doing anything else at this point in life? <laughs> you know, it's funny, Anthony. I, I think I've had, you know, I've always been drawn to creative things, but I think I've probably done, you know, a million and one different jobs, all somehow linked to you know, to creativity or whatever, but never felt like I, it really worked. And, you know, I was kind of, it was this running joke within my family that, you know, what was I going to be when I grew up? And I already grew up, you know. And it was funny because it just never felt right. And then, you know, when I started to um, really put myself out there and give readings, I see this all the time. It is the single one thing that I feel 150% that I belong doing. Like, I don't doubt it. And it's funny because that passion, you know, has kind of ignited this desire for me to to share my knowledge and kind of inspire others. And, you know, it's, when I was younger, I wanted to be a high school English teacher. I went to college for two years for it and then switched my major to art and communication. You know, ended up graduating with communication and an art degree. Um, but I always felt drawn to teaching, but I never knew what. And I never wanted to teach something that was just kind of, you know, normal. Um, 
so it's kind of like the two loves that that I have are merging. Um, and I, I really feel like that's where I'm meant to be. And, you know, I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. I, I honestly couldn't. Unless it was something, like, really crazy and wild, like skydiving for a living. But, you know, other than that, um, <laughs> other than that, um, no, I, I couldn't. I really couldn't. It wouldn't feel right. It wouldn't feel... It wouldn't feel honest, you know. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just let me just throw this out there. I know there is a couple callers on hold. I you know just ask to stay there for a couple more minutes. We will get to you, um, and we'll let Melissa take care of that. But I I just want to ask more things. I know oh, another call just came on too. So I just want to ask, um, what do you got going on right now? You know, I, I you know, are, can we talk about the teaching? Or, what do you yeah, got? Sure. What's going on right now in your life? So right now, um, I am currently studying um, with Lisa Williams and um, a group of, um, I believe it's seven of us uh, from all over the world, and we are taking um, a certification program with her uh, that's called Master Teacher Certification, and um, what it'll eventually, you know leads to you is um is being able to really teach and to educate um in this field but to do it from a place of integrity. You know, I think that this is and it's probably the one thing that, that irks me about this field is that I think a lot of people see it as a quick way to make money. And when people are very emotionally vulnerable, it you know, it's easy to kind of take advantage of that that vulnerability and to kind of, you know, give them information that's not accurate, that's not from a highest source, that's not from spirit, um, in hopes that you'll gain something out of it in a monetary sense. And, you know, I really feel like um, I have this purpose, you know, alongside, you know, these other individuals that we've been brought together um, to almost create, you know, a a new standard, um, for mediums and and not that the not that you know everybody out there processing is that way or is is compelled to do this you know for, for those reasons, but um but it's gonna you know my hope I should say in this and and you know my goal and and my dream is to create you know a, to be a small part Anthony in what will be the future um, of this field. And just kind of really, really break it down so that people know that they are going to somebody that is trustworthy, somebody that works from a place of integrity, somebody that is not there posing, you know, or acting as something that they're not in order to, you know, get, I don't know, get away with something in a monetary sense. And I hate to see that, but it does exist. I can't not acknowledge it. Um, you know, so my my real goal and my, my real dream is to be able to go out there into the world and to take my gifts and to share it with others um, and inspire them and teach them so that they can be, you know, a better version of their higher self. And, you know, they can take it and go on and, and almost like this beautiful ripple effect of just, Everybody working from a place of integrity, you know, rooted in this this love, and 
if I've learned one thing working with spirit, it's that, um, you know, spirit exists in nothing else but pure love. You know, so, so to hear a message, you know, from somebody, you know, on the street corner that, you know, your loved one said you're in trouble and this, this is going to happen to you, that is not spirit. Spirit doesn't exist in that capacity. So, you know, the one thing I learned is that there's so much beauty in life, but at the same time, there's so much, you know, that people do that that's not, that's the uglier side. But the the beauty and the light is so much more powerful um, than the dark. And, and, you know, I always like to use the analogy that as much as it's nighttime, we're guaranteed that the sun is going to come up, you know. So the light always kind of outshadows the dark, you know. So if I can have a small role and play a small part um, in creating the light, which is going to brighten the future, um, then I know that I've kind of lived my purpose, you know. I, I just yeah. want a, a small a small influence, you know. Um, and and for me, that will, that will truly... Um, I know that I can be at peace when I cross, uh, knowing that I I really did, you know, I, I served my purpose. I, I did the best that I could do from the purest place, which is my heart, um, for people to better their lives and to better the lives of others, you know, and, and all in collaboration because it wouldn't be possible without spirit, you know. Mm. So, yeah, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. So are you? So you are. I know. I mean, I know this because we had a quick conversation, or it just came up real quick when we were together last time. But are yeah. you going to stay East Coast or go West Coast? <laughs> That's yet to be determined. This is yeah. This is the. Uh, this is quite funny actually because you know I. I always say like I'm good as long as I have Jackson, and Jackson is my hairy son, so to speak. He's my dog. Um, but I really feel like, you know, um, you know, he, he's really what's kind of important to me. Um, you know, and my family is and, and my friends are, but I think that, um, at this point I'm really open to where the journey takes me. You know, I'm not opposed to becoming a West Coast girl, um, as much as I am an East Coast girl at heart, but, you know, I'm not opposed to it. And, I, I don't want to put a restriction on on the journey, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> but apparently um, a lot of people who, um, you know, who work alongside us and who know us um, seem to think that I am going to the West Coast. So I guess we shall see. I, the weather would sure be... Um, a lot more. <laughs> yeah, but then who, I mean, but that, yeah, I understand that, but then who's going to teach all the East Coast people? See, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You know, I, I really believe in my heart. What yeah, no, say? go ahead. I said I really believe in my heart that I'll just go there for a short amount of time and, and then bring it, the work back. And I, I don't think I'll ever settle in one place. I think this journey is going to take me um, kind of yeah, all over places. the place. Yeah, that's what I feel, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What, let me leave you, I want to ask this last question. Is there any tips per se, or I don't know about tips, but 
how do you deal with self-doubt yourself? I know you, let me explain why I asked this too. As I, what I know of you, you're a very strong-willed person. Um, you don't show vulnerability very well. Um, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. Please don't think that. But I'm saying when self-doubt creeps into your life and your consciousness, how, how do you deal with that? Is there any specific things you do? Um, I run. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's interesting because um, I think something that has been consistent for me, um, and it kind of just, it, it does something within me that just shifts, you know, my feeling. Um, music has always been vital, I should say, to um, to my work and to me as a person. Um, I think that a lot of times when I go to that place of, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know, there's, you know, for instance, with Lilydale, um, being able to to stand in front of, you know, 200 people where mediums have stood for, you know, 150 years and some of the most famous mediums in the world um, have stood up there and given messages from spirit. You know, and here's little old me from Brooklyn, you know, like this girl kind of coming in and very different and funny. And, you know, it was was a very different energy from um, what I had seen there. And I was that creative fear within me because I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm not the typical medium. And, you know, what are they going to think? You know, I don't want to ruin this. And, you know, I had so many things running through my mind. And as I walked, you know, for anybody who's ever been to Lilydale, um, there's a trail. It's a gravel trail. It's probably about, you know, the equivalent of three city blocks um, before you get to the actual area where the benches are and then, you know, eventually the sun. Um, and I was walking, and I just heard – I was walking by myself, actually, and I had just left my friend, and I was meeting other friends. And as I'm walking down this trail, you know, it's literally five minutes before the service is going to start. And I just hear my spirit guide say to me, you better get yourself ready because you're going up there. And I'm just like, now this is all happening. If somebody saw me at that moment, they would probably think that I was officially nuts because I was arguing with my spirit guide. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going up there. You're crazy. I am not going up there. And this went back and forth the whole time I was walking. And I get up to the front, and I had recognized this gentleman who I'd met, you know, several summers um, in a row. And, you know, kind of he had done actually a a Reiki healing on me. So he just saw me and made a beeline over to me and said to me, how do you pronounce your last name? (laughs) This is a notorious question. But how do you pronounce your last name? And I'm just like, Kobias, why? And he's like, well, you know, there there wasn't enough um, enough people, like, certified, because you have to be a certified medium, a student medium, or a visiting medium. But you have to be recognized within your field in some capacity. Um, so I go up there, and he's just, he asks me, and I know that my spirit guide was preparing me for what was going to come. And I ended up being, he said, oh, I'm going to put you, like, second so there's no pressure and you know, the second one went, the third one went, the fourth one went, and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going last, you know, and it was kind of like this build up of energy. And I sat there through that whole thing, like, 
oh, my God, what if I get up there and nobody shows up? What if nobody, the town that talks to the dead, that's what it's called, the town that talks to the dead, there will be not one dead person to talk to. And these are all the things, you know, the story that I told myself. And the second that, you know, I was able to connect, I, you know, very discreetly put my, um, my earbud in my ear and played a song that for me represents my journey, represents, you know, my accomplishments, represents my connection and my love of spirit. Um, and that song just kind of pulled all of that in and just made me really present in the moment. Um, and it, it kind of just pushed all the other crap, so to speak, to the side. And before I knew it, he called my name. And I got up there and, you know, the rest of it was kind of a blur. Um, you know, I, I very rarely remember the messages I give when I'm doing mediumship readings. Um, but that was a complete blur. Um, but I just remember the energy of it. And I promised myself that, you know, the energy that I felt in that moment, being in such an honorable position, honoring myself, honoring spirit, you know, honoring my gifts, um, in a town that honors spirit, you know, the the energy and the, the memory that that created for me, um, along with the, the music, I think really for me, whenever I'm in that position, I revert back to, to the, that feeling. And I revert back to the love that I felt in that moment. Um, and I think that's what really, you know, I think it's being present a lot of the time. You know, because when we stay present and we're we're grateful, you know, I always say like when you when you're kind of all over the place, just focus your energy on the things that you're grateful for, because um, it it immediately grounds you, you know, and it, it's a kind of a subconscious reminder of why we do the things that we do, you know, and why we serve spirit and why we help others. Um, so I think that staying in that that present, you know that moment, being present in the moment, but being present in a state of gratitude, you know, along with remembering things that, you know, remembering the moments that we help people, remembering how it felt. You know, and this can apply to any field. I I don't feel like this is strictly for a medium or for somebody who's developing. I think that, you know, whether you're a nurse, you know, or you're a teacher, there's moments in each career and each person's life where they felt that they served somebody's good, you know, or they, they help somebody. Um, so there, there's always something in life to be grateful for, you know, just the fact that we're here and we're healthy, that's gratitude right there. So I think, you know, there's always something to be grateful for and there's always, you know, a, a moment or a memory or a time in your life um, that you serve the greater purpose. So I think by pulling on mm-hmm. that memory, you know, and, and really being you know, in that conscious state of gratitude. Um, and for me, the incorporation of music is a really big factor in that. So I think all of those things, so there's no space in my head, you know, when I have all that stuff going on, all those good things, there's no space for that self-doubt or there's no space for the, the negative words that I've heard in the past or, you know, the, the criticisms or the people who don't agree with what I do. Or, there's no room for that because, you know, the energy of the positive, the energy of the good will always, always outweigh, you know, the negativity. So, and then before you know it, you know, your name's being called or your reading has started or, 
you know, it's it's kind of like, okay, I didn't even have that that moment. I didn't have that time to even let myself go there. So mm. for me, I think that's, I don't know, I think that's really, um, that's how I do it. You know, it, it it's gratefully, knock on wood, I'm knocking. You know, that that's always been something um, that's worked for me. And I, you know what, I, I think too, having po- people um, that believe in you, you know, because um, sometimes it's hard to believe in yourself. You know, and we do something that's so, it's not tangible, you know. Like if we can't say, okay, here it is, and, you know, you can touch it and you can feel it. You can feel it, you know, but you may not be able to see what we see. You may not be able to hear what we hear, or you may hear it in a different way, you know. But I think what what we do is it's not tangible. It's not, you know, we provide the evidence. You know, we are the evidence. We bring through that evidential facts that, yeah. that eliminate all that yeah. doubt, you know. Um, but yeah. without that, there's there's no, you know, it's, it's strictly based. It's really based and rooted in trust. And, and not surrender. So, you know, I think it's... Yes. Right? It's just... Yeah. It, I mean, it's like... I, that's You just hit the head, like what I was trying to say before. It's probably the hardest job that I could have ever picked because it's not tangible. It's not a product mm-hmm. where I could go draw or carve something or make something and show it to someone and say, look at this piece yes. of work. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm trying to say? That's what I was trying to say. Yes. It's a, that's where that doubt comes in. That's where that self-doubt comes in because we're, we're creating the evidence. And sometimes it's so hard to see ourselves as other people see us or see us yes. how our readings are kind of a deal, you know? So that's what I was trying to say before. It's really tough because it's not tangible. Yes, Exactly. Exactly, and it, I mean, do you feel like, you know, there's so many, um, it, you know, we're really, I don't know how to put this, but I feel like we're really in a, a you know, a role, um, I don't want to say it's a position or a profession, because, you know, I think the ultimate role for us is serving, you know, it's it's service, it's a, a job of service, um, but I, I really think that sometimes, you know, it, like you said, we don't make anything. We don't have anything to show. You know, we don't have anything but our words to deliver, you know. Um, but yeah. I feel like it, that moment when you're interacting with somebody or you're bringing a message through and they understand it and they validate it, how amazing does that feel for you, knowing that you trusted what you just heard, even if it was the craziest thing ever? And I've had some crazy ones, you know, but... How amazing does it feel that that person understands you, understands the connection? And there's no way that you could have possibly known that or possibly heard that from somewhere, what you just gave them. It's, it's I mean, words really can't describe that feeling. That's that's why I think I do the work, you know. that That's why I... Like I said, it's, it's being that open conduit for spirit to use me to bring through those messages and when I watch someone, you know, either light up, smile, or even mm-hmm. cry, even though I know what yes. they're crying for, it's there's no other word. There's really there's no words that really can can say what that feeling is really like. Because for us as the medium, I, I know I know for me, I just did my job and I did it by really spirit using me. I didn't do anything, so let me take the eye out. 
Spirit used me mm-hmm. perfectly as I was supposed to be used. Yes. Amen to that. Uh, it's so true. Yeah. It's very true. And, you know, I, it sounds scary to some people when I explain what I do, you know. Um, sometimes it's fun to just say, you know, I talk to dead people. <laughs> you get quite, you know, the array of looks with that one. But, um, you know, when I talk about what I do, I, I try to approach it from exactly the way that you just spoke of it. You know, it's it's just, um, and I always I always use this analogy that I'm simply the radio, right? Like, I am there, I'm the radio, I have the antenna that can tune into the frequency in order to play the song. But ultimately, the song is the message from your loved one. So really, your loved one is just picking up my antenna signal and using me physically to play their message or play that song um, through me. So, you know, it sounds scary to people at times when we say that we allow spirit to work through us, but we are always in control. You know, we, we do have those boundaries. We do have, you know, things with, you know, spirit and agreements with spirit where, you know, they understand the way that we work and they help us to work that way. They, you know, they almost coexist with us in working. Um, but I, I always say, you know, I'm not, and you know how you can't really control, like, what, what is played on the radio? Like, you could put a request in, you know? You could be like, oh, I really want to hear this song, but you don't know what's going to come on. And I always say that to my clients. I'm like, you know, I'm simply the radio, I don't choose the song. I just play it, you know, and it kind of is open to whoever's DJing, <laughs> you know, whoever wants to yeah, step in and yeah. DJ, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's amazing when we really step back and, and look at, you know, look at what we are, we're able to accomplish and the way that we're able to touch people's lives. It's, it's truly humbling and it's just, it's really amazing, and I have to honor you, Anthony, because, you know, I was grateful enough to be um student teaching your class in Chicago, and I was honored to be able to watch each and every one of you grow and blossom in some different way, you know, and just as you're all individuals, you each individually just grew into something different. I don't think that there was one person who walked out of there or who went home unaffected by the growth that they had during that time, during that week. And, you know, my connection with you, we did have a lot of similarities and, you know, we did connect and I was fortunate enough that, you know, I was able to work with you. And I just have to really, really congratulate you because, it's been such an honor to see you grow um, and to have this. I'm getting emotional, and I don't get emotional, <laughs> but really <laughs> to, to see this, you know, and to, to be the guest on your first show. The gratitude, I feel. Yeah. Thank you. Really, thank you. And, and, I mean, that was life-changing for me, really. And if anyone ever has the opportunity to go to the LWI, was it ISSD, Lisa Williams International yeah. School of Spiritual Development, um, it really, it was life-changing. It really 
you know, Lisa posted something the other day on one of her things about a teacher's job is to put a mirror in front of the person and mm. let them see who they yes. really are. And that hit home when I read when she posted that because that's really what happened for me in Chicago. And, uh, you know, I got emotional. I got out. I stood up in front of people and I talked about my self-doubts and, and, you know, beliefs. And, you know, towards the end of the weekend, you know, here I was um, a little, just a little more confident, you know, and, and and it's funny, too, mm-hmm. when you said just before about, you know, being um, the first person on the show, I'm even in shock that I'm sitting here having a show because I remember, <laughs> like, two, three years ago, driving around when I was working part-time, um, delivering printing stuff while I was probably in my most hardcore part of developing. I couldn't, I didn't have TV. I was reading books every day. I was meditate. You know what I mean? I was, like, really into it. And so it was perfect to have just a part-time job for myself. But I would drive around and listen to blog talk radios, like anything I could listen to. You know what I mean? Meetings, mm-hmm. psychic, something like that. And that, you know, it's funny because here I am. I sit here in, in my little home office that I do readings in, and, and I'm creating my own blog talk. And here, here we are having this conversation. So thank you again for, for what you had said, and also for being here, um, and sharing your great wisdom with us and telling us your story. Thank you for having me. We do have some call. I mean, we have some troopers that have been on hold here. So I, I really want you and and I've talked to NC about this already. I know that she's going to do the thing, you know, really the readings tonight, just because this is my first time and I'm actually trying to learn this little system here um, on the screen, how to take calls and how to not. So um, can I pick the calls? Do you mind if I yeah. do that? So this way I learn how to do this kind of deal. Absolutely, absolutely. The all ones here. They, this person's been on hold for 47 minutes. So, I, like I said, they're just a trooper. So I just have to go with you. So let me let me bring you on on the air here. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Thanks for taking my call. I've been enjoying it. You're just a trooper. Thanks for holding on. <laughs> um, so. I guess by my question, do, do you want me to ask a mediumship question or a psychic question? I don't know if you have a preference. Um, first off, um, can I just get your name? Sure. My name is Trish. Trish, okay. And Trish, where are you from? I'm from Maryland. Okay. And you can ask whatever you feel compelled to ask. I am open to you to anything. Okay. Well... I guess I was looking for a little insight around my career. Okay. Okay, Trish. So immediately what comes up for me here is um, I have to give you this name because it's it's kind of been in my ear the whole night, um, and I'm hoping if you don't connect to it, hopefully it will make its way to the person it belongs to. But do you understand the name Margaret? Uh, Margaret was uh, a woman who took care of us when my mother was ill. Okay, thank you. Would Margaret be in spirit? She would. Okay, because I have Margaret stepping forward. She's actually been just as much of a trooper because I've had her with me all night. Um, And, okay, thank you. When I say thank you, I just like to acknowledge what I'm receiving from spirit. But, Trish, she wants you to know, um, okay, she wants you to know that you have this drive um, to help others. And I feel like you've never, it's, it's very funny because she's giving me my situation, um, and I can very much relate to this. I feel like 
you've had a career or you've been in something that you've kind of fallen into. Does that make sense to you? Um, well, are you referring to a career helping people or what I'm currently doing? Um, I feel like what you're currently doing. Yeah, that, that's true. Okay. So she's giving me the fact that you have just kind of fallen into what you're doing now, but it's not necessarily what your your purpose is. It's not what you're meant to be doing. She's making me feel like the care that she gave very much in some way stuck with you. Um, okay, thank you. And she's saying you're extremely compassionate as a person, and I feel like you have a desire to almost pursue something bigger than you. But the only person that's holding you back, she's saying, is you. So I feel like you need to just kind of take that step and then the universe will follow. Um, okay, thank you. And Margaret also said that, okay, um, did you consider going back for a degree in something or going back to receive a certificate? Thank you. Uh, no. Okay. So she's giving me, she's placing you um, going back for some kind of, certificate or some kind of like, um, okay, thank you, some kind of, uh, she's literally showing me a certificate, and and stepping into a career in which you are assisting others, you are helping others, and I don't know if you're drawn to this, but I keep seeing like in the medical profession, like some kind of assisting with medical or connected to the medical field. And I feel like I have to give you this, but you would make a phenomenal nurse, Trish, because you have so much love and compassion for others. Have you ever thought about going that route? I have not. Right now I work in uh, the software technology field. Okay. Um, And that's probably why she's pulling me out of that, because I feel like it's very mundane. Um, It's very, you know, like, nine to five, but it's very repetitive. Um, And I almost feel like you feel stifled or you feel that there's no movement. Um, Can you relate to that feeling? Uh, It's not not stifled. It's just um, there's just a lot of turmoil within the company. Okay, because she's giving me fear or fear of not having a position or fear of being stuck. Um, But I would really, what I want to leave with you is just kind of consider um, a route that may be able to incorporate what you do now, but in a way that you are helping people directly. Because right now I feel like you're helping people, but it's in an indirect way. Um, It's almost like a creation of things that in turn trickle down and help people. But I feel like there's a way in which you need that personal connection. Like it's very filling to your heart. Okay, and Margaret just said that she's very passionate. She she has so much love to give. Um, so I feel like if there's a way that you can almost, if you want to stay in that field, because, you know, ultimately we're responsible for our, our reality, but if you want to stay in that field, maybe there's a direction you can take or a certification you can take that will allow you to connect directly to the people or to people that you will help. Okay. Great. Well, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you for holding on, and thank you for calling in. Okay. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. I'm so glad I could please oh. Margaret. I felt so bad because she was dancing here the whole night, and I'm just like, okay. 
know, I, well, I mean, <laughs> she was on hold for like 40 something minutes too. That's why I just, had, I immediately had to take her. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Let's go to, let's see, pick a number to one or three. Let's go with two. Two it is. It's the 331 area code. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, my name is Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. I'm real good. Good. Um, did you have a question or did you just want me to see what I pick up? I think I would like to see what you can pick up. I, I, I have a feeling there's something that I need to hear. Okay. Okay. Would you recognize a woman in spirit who died from cancer? I need to go in between my belly button and my neck. So she's placing me in the area of, like, breast or abdomen. Um, yes. And I, I feel like this would have spread. Thank you. Um, this would have spread or originated somewhere else but ultimately ended up higher is what she's giving yeah. me. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. And she just said, tell her about the cereal. I don't know what that means, but I need to give you a connection to cereal. Um, cereal as in the food? Yes. Okay. <laughs> she just said, talk about the cereal. Um, so this may be something that you bought recently, or it's, but it's her way of validating that she's around. She may have saw something that you did because um, she's okay. acknowledging the cereal. Um, okay. And Okay, thank you. Would this be mom for you? No. Okay. Would she have acted like a motherly type figure to you? Um, I feel like no. she's very much the wanting to give advice, like wanting to kind of steer you in a direction. Um, okay, thank you. She's giving me that her words were comforting. Um, okay, thank you. Do you know who Anne is? Anne, A-N-N? Yes. She just gave me the name Anne. I have a friend named Anne. Okay. Um, I feel like Anne is very much supportive to you. Do you feel a sisterly connection to Anne? Yes. Okay. Because she's thanking Anne for being there for you and for being giving you words of comfort, giving you words of support. Now, I don't know where the apology comes in with this, but I just heard, please tell her I'm sorry. Okay. Tell her I'm sorry. Um, okay. And she she just said she's choosing not to go into it. However, the words I'm sorry need to be spoken or need to be expressed. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like this woman would have passed without you having the opportunity to say goodbye. Does that make sense to you? Um, if this is who I think it is, I was at her bedside when she passed. I was the only one there, but she was she was in a coma and she passed okay. away. So I'm not I'm quite sure what you. she means by that. Um, okay, okay, I'm going to stop you because that's that's exactly what I was feeling. I feel like okay. you had given her words, but there was no way for her to respond. She's saying that's that correct. she's thank you because she was saying to me that it wasn't a proper goodbye. Like, you may have given your goodbye, but it wasn't reciprocated. Um, Correct. Okay, and she's acknowledging stroking the hand, but stroking her hand. Um, mm-hmm. So would you have either held her hand or stroked her hand in this comforting way? 
Um, it was there. It, it was another person. I was I was I was holding different parts of her, but there was another person in the room that was actually stroking her hand before before that person fell asleep, and they fell asleep before she passed. So she might be referring to the other person. Okay. Um, would this person have been male? No. Okay. Then I I need to not go with that because I can't make that okay. fit. I can't change what okay. I got. Um, yep. So I can't go with that. But. I do need to validate the fact that she's appreciative of the care and she's saying thank you for covering me because I feel yeah. like you would have covered her when she was, you felt she was cold, but you are in turn picking up her energy because she was in fact cold. So she's thanking mm-hmm. you for, for covering her. Um, and there's something about socks or something about feet here. Um, she's showing me feet or socks. Um, okay, thank you. And also, too, she's saying, please tell her that I heard every word that was spoken. I heard mm-hmm. every word that was spoken. She's saying that, okay. And did you almost give her permission, whether you thought about it or you actually physically spoke it? Did you give her permission to cross? Yes. Okay. Because she's thanking you for allowing her to go in peace. And I don't know why go in peace is so significant. I don't know if those were the words you used, but she's giving me go in peace um, as very, very significant words. So it's okay. Thank you. And she's saying that you created a security or a feeling of security for her. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And who would have the, the necklace? And I don't know why I'm drawn here to it being connected to, like, um, a rosary or something uh, of a religious um, effect? Um, it's not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. I'm going to leave you with that because she's very grateful for the care that's been taken of this necklace or this piece of jewelry, but she's immediately attaching me to it being of religious um, connotation. So I need to go with the religious article with this. Um, okay. Okay, thank you. Also, too, she's giving me the fact that, um, okay, she's giving me the the fact that she wants to be remembered as a fighter. She wants to be remembered as somebody who fought, somebody who loved life. Um, And she wants to reference a memory here connected to either a garden or some kind of um, flower bushes or um, like a, it's actually quite beautiful, but it's it's like this garden or this arrangement um, of flowers yeah. that would have been planted. Do you understand that? Yes. Okay. So she's making reference to it. She's very proud of it, very proud of it. Um, and I feel like this would have been something she would have done as a hobby, but it mm-hmm. brought much joy and much pride. Um, okay, thank you. I also feel like with her, this is interesting, I feel like... It, in some way, she's giving me that she's with you in the car. So I don't know if you talk to her when you're driving um, or there's a connection to being in the car with you. So, okay. Um, I don't know if you travel, but she's giving me, like, distance connected to driving and watching over you, protecting you while you're in the vehicle. Um, and oh. she just said, she just said, um, okay, thank you. She just said that, Okay. She just said that um, she comes to you in music, in words from song. So, okay, that's um, her. Okay. 
Thank you, because she just said, please tell her I come to her in music, in words of song. I'm like, okay. Um, and she just, I, what I laughed about was the fact that she was giving me the analogy that I had given earlier about the radio and the mm-hmm. music. Um, she mm-hmm. was like, that was good, that was good. <laughs> she's quite, um, she's got beautiful energy, to be honest. She's she's just got like a very um, vibrant or brightness um, to her energy. Um, but she just said that please, you know, take her love, take her messages, but be very, very aware of the words in the song because there's a very, very strong significance being placed on the music. Okay. And and she's wanting to also validate Anne, again, the connection to Anne being the support system for you. And thanking okay. Anne, thanking Anne um, for the love and the support that she gives. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you for allowing me to channel her for you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, we got time for one more quick one, MC. All right. You ready? I am. All right, here's another trooper that's been on for 40 minutes here. Uh, Area code 517, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm well. And who are we speaking with? It's Jennifer. Jennifer. Okay. And Jennifer, did you have um? Oh, this is this is interesting. I feel like there was something mentioned in a previous reading that connects to you somehow as well. Because they're giving yeah. me that they they jumped in. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Okay. She's saying maybe that she's placing the cereal thing with you. Do you understand yeah. a connection to cereal? Yes. Okay. Because she just, I, I felt like that energy was kind of um, stepping in um, into the last reading. Now, there's also, she's giving me similarity again with the, the cancer uh, or the connection to cancer. Do you understand that as well? Yes. Okay. Thank you. And would somebody okay. Would somebody be in her home or would somebody have sold her home? I, this is interesting yes. because okay. Because I feel like she she wants to validate that it was okay to have the house sold or to give the house to this person. Because um, it was almost like worry connected to this, and she wants to take that away. Okay. Um, okay, thank you. And would this be mom for you? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Because um, I felt that in the last reading, but her energy kind of backed up a little bit and allowed the other woman to come forward. So I need mm-hmm. to give you the fact that mom would have put people or others first. Correct. Because she she wanted to get in there, but she was like, I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to allow this energy to come through first because I know I'll have my chance. Right. Um, okay, thank you. She's acknowledging also with this, the two girls, the two girls. Um, <laughs> the, okay, and she's saying that they're very, very different, um, but yes. one of them is very much, okay, I feel very strong tied to spirituality with you. Um and I feel like one of one of the girls, one of your daughters, she just said, um, yes. has a very keen intuition, a very strong sense of knowing. Yes. The other one is like Miss Sport 
like, Miss, I don't want to know nothing about that. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and would she play soccer? You're 200% accurate. <laughs> okay, You're thank above you. and beyond, MC. Thank you, because she's giving me a, a feeling of playing soccer and being present at the soccer games. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like she's giving me that. If your daughter sticks with this, you know, and I'm, I can just give it to you. Um, yes. There, there's a way in which this will benefit her in schooling. Okay. Um, and there'll be kind of like a, it'll lead to opportunities connected to school, is what she's saying. Yeah. Um. Okay. Thank you. Also, to you, did you just get a haircut, or did you do your hair a different color? Do you want to laugh, MC? I just got my hair cut three hours ago. You got your hair cut three hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she's saying that, um, and forgive me, I feel like you don't go often. So she's like, I'm surprised she got a haircut. <laughs> what she's surprised about is that I changed the style. Okay. Thank you. Because um, she's, she's like, I'm surprised she actually followed through. I'm surprised she got a mm-hmm. haircut. Um, mm-hmm. But she's very fond of this style on you. Or, you okay. know, she's very she she likes the way that your hair looks. Um, okay, thank you. She just said that you need to have more belief in yourself. She's saying that you you kind of just asked recently for a sign. You asked for something that would kind of let you know that you're on the right track, that you need to be doing what you're doing. She's saying, mm-hmm. I'm the sign, I'm the sign. You know, she's like, hi, I'm the sign. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to give you the fact that she's validating what you asked for and wants you to know that you need to continue on this pathway um, regardless of what people think, regardless of what others think. And she just said, my final message is never allow the opinions of others to create your reality. So this I'm going to give you that, and I'm going to send you a lot of love with that. And thank you for calling in. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And You're I have to welcome. tell you, I have to tell you who this is. Okay. I was in the Chicago class. Oh, I just funny. wanted to get on and say hi to you guys. It's Jennifer from Michigan. <laughs> oh my God! Oh. How funny. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi to you guys. But the funny thing is, I was going to talk to you about everything you already just said to me in the reading unintentionally. Oh my God! How funny. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder, because it was, it was like, okay, I know I have this energy here, but this, she's yeah. allowing the other energy to go first, Yeah, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to call it and just say hey to you guys. Thank you, Jen. That's funny. And I yeah, yeah. tell you guys, I was proud of you guys that you're doing this show, and it's amazing. Oh, thank you so much. So, thank you. I would, I would give you guys lots of love, and... Just keep doing your awesome. Thank you. you. And you do the same. Well, thanks, guys. Take care. Okay. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Okay. So, again, (laughs) Melissa, thanks thanks, um, for being on the show. I know. um, What's your website again? Give give everyone your website again so they can find you. So, yeah. So, my website is um, www. Um, mcmedium.com um, and my hey. Facebook page is Light as a Feather. Awesome. And how can they reach awesome. you, Anthony? 
Uh, my website is actually done. So my website is um, www.anthonymaraka, and let me spell my last name, M-R-O-C-K-A.com. Um, yeah, my website just went live, I think, last week whenever I showed you. Yeah, I think that was last week, so. Awesome. So it's um, been an absolute so, honor, Anthony, to be on your show, and I look forward to doing it again in the future with you, if you'll have me. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Uh, well, I hope that you, you come on and do some co-hosting <laughs> with me. Absolutely. I would love Alrighty. to. Thank All right. Well, you. thanks again, and we will see you guys. Actually, I'll be on next week with Jerry Gavin, who is the author of Messages from Margaret, who is a Hay House author. I'll be interviewing him, and he'll be taking your calls as well. So I hope to see you guys next week. Have a good night, Melissa. Have a good night, Aunt. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.